Hi, this is Rose and Masood Ramandi from Perfected by Blood Ministries. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We believe this teaching will empower you to grow into the fullness of Christ and inspires you to walk with Him. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. We believe in you and we know that He will appear in your life soon. Enjoy the message. Hello everyone, this is Rose Ramandi. Thank you so much for joining me again this week as we dive deep into the scriptures. Uh, For those of you that have been following us in this series called Faith Restored, today we are talking about the most important part of walking in faith, that is when our faith is tested. If this is the first time you are watching this video, this video is standalone and is good enough for you to watch, but we recommend and to go, go ahead and watch the other videos on this series because faith is our nature is something that we have been born from and it's all all we need to do is we need to be able to walk in faith if you haven't subscribed to our channel please go ahead and subscribe as we dive deep in the scriptures in this channel because we believe the scriptures must interpret another scriptures. So today I want to talk about this temptation that comes every time we step into faith and it just it's part of the most important part of walking in faith. By now we all of us we know that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is and where it's the gospel actually in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed and the righteous shall walk by faith. So faith is the message of the gospel is the good news of the gospel because for years and years from the garden since the garden that Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so he fell into working and laboring and hardship and he worked by the sweat of his face but now the good news of the gospel is that God did what man could not do basically and now we are stepping into the finished work of God only through the faith but sometimes it sounds easier for all of us to to walk in uh, to to do something to keep the law <laughs> rather than uh, you know walking in faith and um, and and believing and that's a, that's the story because that's that's the thing that actually the reason is let me let make make this clear the reason is we grew up and we know how to live according to flesh we we learned and we practiced for years and years from the day we open our eyes into this world the world t- taught us that we have to uh, we have to work and achieve things and and that's why we have found the way and we have learned how can we live in Adam because Adam became who we are and we took the identity upon ourselves and before we know we started living without even struggling thinking um, uh, how am I supposed to live in Adam but now when there is a shift is happening when there is a birth in God happens inside of us and we are born from above from the faith from God from the nature of God so our nature is changed and we are just like babies that are growing up to learn how can we really now live in the spirit so we won't be able to live in the spirit to walk in the spirit to achieve the things in the spirit if we don't walk in faith 
but something happens every time that we want to walk in faith and the temptation comes to us and we see that in James chapter 1 verse 2 that our brother James is running writing here to the churches to everyone and he says brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials so the word trial here is actually the word temptation so count it all joy when you fall into temptation knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience so he says the reason you want to count to joy when you fall into various trials and temptation because you know that this temptation is going to produce in you something called patience so the word patience actually uh, maybe it can have a better understanding which is endurance uh, you know it could when we talk about the patience it's like okay you're waiting patiently until something happened but this is not what it says it says you are actively waiting basically you're enduring you are persevering through this time because you 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 are in faith and your eyes is on the reward and your eyes is on okay no i'm not basically accepting any other offers or suggestions but i am walking in uh, i am walking in faith and this process makes produce a patience in you produces character in you and and james says okay you need to count a joy because then you are becoming mature and mature in the faith that is inside of you you know i know and for those of you who have walked in faith and wanna we are we want to continue walking in faith i know like that it's sometimes it, it gets really challenging and it gets really foggy and it gets really hard but the thing is and when we are in the middle of temptation um there, we, the only thing that we don't have is joy so how can you have joy here and so what are we seeing here it says joy basically is the voice of faith let me say it again when you are in temptation and you don't have when you experience temptation like the heat that comes to you and you don't have the joy that means you probably you are not in faith because if you are in faith you are joyful because you know this temptation that is coming to you is not going to devour you this temptation is not going to destroy you it's not going to bring anything to you that is against the will of God in your life do you remember Daniel uh, Daniel's friend that in, they were in Babylon and uh, Nebuchadnezzar had two people to fall down and worship the image that he had built and but Daniel's friend three of them they they didn't they didn't bow down and if you go and read that story and because I want to keep this video short I just quote the scripture and share the story with you if you go and read the story the, uh, Daniel's fr friend told Nebuchadnezzar that we worship the God of heaven and we are not going to worship uh, worship you so and he 
he's going to save us from your hand but even if he doesn't we will not worship you so basically they said you know what we already made up your mind and we are not going to worship you even if the the god that we are worshiping even if he doesn't save us but we know that he's going to save us but even if he doesn't we are not going to bow down to you and we know the story that they go to this to the fire and their test, their faith is tested. And now in the fire, there's the fourth man, the son of man appears to them. And when they called them out of fire, they weren't burned. And they, did, they didn't even smoke the smoke of the fire. So, so that's why when the, temp, when the temptation comes, for those who are in faith, they are not in afraid of being burnt, burnt by the fire, but they know that because God, their Savior, is with them, then something greater will come out of them, and this whole process is producing a character inside of them, and they are becoming mature and and uh, uh, more and more wise. Uh, as they, 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 they come out of every trial and temptation. And if you remember last week as we were talking about the 24 elders and that they are sitting on the throne and you can watch the video here, but the thing is, one of the one of the things is says twenty four elders. Why is it? Why does it say? Why doesn't say twenty four young men or twenty four young the youth? It's specifically pointing at the elder because not that they are old people. They have become mature and wise in their uh, walking in faith and. In, in book of uh, Proverbs that we read that the, you know, the, this one of the um, examples that we use in the life that we li live is the older people with a white beard and hair. They, they, it's a sign of more wisdom because they have exper experienced more other, a lot of other stuff in their life. So that's why the elder or the, the elder is the symbolic language of someone who is wise. That's why if you read in, if we continue reading in James chapter five, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him and let him ask of God who gives to uh, gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. So do you see, there is a connection between faith and wisdom. Basically, when the, when the when your faith is tested that's the time that you need wisdom that's the time that you are joyful because joy is the fruit of faith spirit or the joy is the voice of faith joy is having joy in the time of temptation it's a sign for you to know that you are in faith but on the other hand there is a wisdom that you need in the time of temptation because you want to come out of temptation you don't want to drag on and on and on and eventually get tired and lose this battle of faith or fight of faith but you need the wisdom and in first uh, corinthians chapter 10 i believe that it says okay god uh, he's um He's not going to allow anyone to be tempted above what they can handle. And, and in every temptation, he provides a way of escape out of temptation. But the way that you and I can come out of that 
temptation, that wisdom that we need to bring us out. The wisdom that brings, our, brings us to a place of understanding and discernment of knowing the voices that are going into our heart. The voices that we hear, the experience to discerning of the things that are happening. And, and that wisdom is only the wisdom that can, can come from above because otherwise, it's, uh, uh, we, we are going to fall into temptation. So the problem is not that we are getting tempted. The problem is that we fall into temptation. So let's take a look at Jesus. Jesus is the one who was tempted, but he never sinned. And that's why, according to Hebrews chapter 4, that's why he's here that he can help us when we are being tempted. So for in the eyes of God is okay, if you are being tempted, it's not a big deal. It's not an impossible situation because Jesus came and he was tempted in all the things that man can be tempted, but he never bowed down to temptation and he never became the victim, the victim of that temptation and he never sinned. So now we are standing here in God and uh, we, we, we are walking by faith because we are the righteousness of God. And, but the thing is, we like it or we don't like it. We have to face temptation when we walk by faith. So many people don't like this because people are trying to escape the, the temptation because they want to they wanna run away from it. They want to find a shortcut. But here's the thing, my brothers and sisters, hear me. Temptation will happen to you the moment you start walking in faith. But that does not mean that the temptation will going to devour you, but this temptation will going to mature you, is going to build you up into that mature son of God. And every time that if you learn to overcome every temptation and through the wisdom of God, find a way to escape from the temptation, that's when that we are growing and rooting and maturing and flourishing into the spirit life that we are living here. So instead of running away from temptation, from hardship, <clears throat> we have to face it. And if you will look at Daniel's friends here, if they wanted to run away from temptation, basically from the fire that they were going to be thrown in, every any other decision that they would have made in that situation would have been doubt and not faith. If they would have been afraid to be thrown in the fire, they would have made Nicodemus uh, convinced, or they would, would have bowed down to worship, or they would have done something to run away from it. And all those other ways that they would have done, it's the sign of doubt and not beliefs. It's a sign of suffering that you eventually going to experience, not because and uh, because you, you actually bow down to temptation. So here's the thing. The only thing that happened to them is that they faced the fire. And that is the only way and the narrow way that they had to choose in that moment. I come from a country that uh, Christianity is uh, not uh, approved there. So uh, it's an it's a Islamic, it's a Muslim country. And I remember... I remember one of the things like I have heard this so many times from people that, you know, 
what's the point uh, you know if if they catch you and uh, and they tell you you know we you're gonna go get tortured you're gonna go to uh, to the prison um, but if you deny Jesus then we're gonna set you free and I was surprised when I started hearing some people not only Iranians or even even in English speaking people they are thinking that okay um, what if why am I so I can deny Jesus in front of them to get free and then so I have more opportunity to preach Jesus as soon as I'm out of the prison. And my brothers, do you see there is something wrong with this mindset? And this mindset is, okay, you want to deliver yourself, not trusting God. It's like as the Daniel's friend is standing in front of Nebuchadnezzar and say, you know what? Yes, Nebuchadnezzar, we're going to worship you. We're going to bow down to you because they were thinking in their heart, like, who cares? We're going to be thrown into prison, to, into fire. We're going to burn and we, and we won't be able to talk about our God to the nation of Babylon. So why don't we just bow down now in front of them? And later on, we have time. Do you see there's something so wrong about this? It's it's not trusting and having faith and stepping into what is what uh, we are afraid of. It's stepping into, and I'm not, I'm not here to justify any pain and any suffering and justify what the government and all this stuff is doing. I'm here to bring that example because I want all of us to have this mind and understand that we walk by faith and we don't bow down to any um, any anything that is holding us back to anything that wants us to worship something else than our God. So this is and not knowing that kind of mindset, the story that I just shared with you, this appears in every single um, moment of our time when our faith is tested. And before we know, we never walk in faith and we never experience that uh, type of uh, freedom that we can have by living in the life in front of the, in the, by being in the flesh, but really never live in the flesh. And that's the story of Jesus. When he came to Jesus, uh, Jesus... <clears throat> Uh, when, when there was a time for Jesus to, um, to go on the cross, he submitted himself to go. And he wasn't bound, you know, how many times they wanted to catch him, but he's walking in faith. He's not afraid to run away from them, but he's finding a way to escape their, their trap in life so that they can, so, so he, through the wisdom of God and the spirit of God and the faith of God, he knew how to escape from their trap because the time wasn't right for him to go on the cross. So this is the type, this is the kind of lifestyle we are supposed to live. The lifestyle that we are not afraid to face the temptation because we know the fruit of this temptation is not going to be destruction, pain, and suffering for me. It is actually deliverance and the power of God is going to be shown in me. And I know when you put this theology in a different levels of experiences, it could have different pains actually. It could, we, could, we, could be, um, we could be saying yes, hallelujah, because we experience in some certain and some people like for example, those Christians that are living in Muslim countries, this can be really hard for them because they are experiencing that suffering that they are not supposed to experience it. But 
But that's when that you can start seeing how many times God shows up into prisons and he shows and he showed to showed up uh, when Paul was in prison. And you and I have heard stories after stories of people that they were in prison and Jesus appeared to them. If you haven't, just Google them in YouTube and you will see a lot of people are coming up. So the, here today I'm not talking about the old experiences of people out there. And please hear me. I'm talking about the understanding of the temptation and faith that we are experiencing. And honestly, many times when we are our faith being tempted, we, we, we sit and cry and we are frustrated and we are upset. I've been there, I've done that, but here's the thing, we need to get up and we need to he listen to this message again and again and again. I listen to myself again because the word of truth will set us free because we can rise up and understand, no, this temptation has no power over me. Even though I feel like I'm being thrown into the fire, but this fire, the son of man will appear, is not going to burn me. And when I come out of the fire, I'm not going to even smoke smell the smoke of a, I'm not going to have the smell of the smoke you know let's go to first Peter chapter one and, and Peter talks about this temptation as a fire it's really interesting and and we'll pick up from there and we'll see how it goes so look at first Peter chapter one and um, look at uh, verse um, uh, six in this you greatly rejoice Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Okay, now James says, counted all joy. Here says you have been grieved by the various trials or the same word as the trials if is the temptation. And why is he saying this? It says, listen, guys, nobody, nobody wants to, to experience temptation. It's not pleasant. It's not the easy time. Actually, it's a very hard time. But here's the thing. Something happens that James said and something happened that Peter is talking here. He says, I understand. It's a grieving time. It's not a frustration time. It's a time that you are like, okay, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm experiencing this. It's not a comfortable situation and position, but something is greater is about happening. And me and that temptation is showing that I'm in the right path. It's showing that I am walking by faith. All I need is to make the per faith perfect in me and I can and I will. And I don't have the way to go back to wherever. And I just want one thing and that's what uh, that's what this faith my faith or what I believe is what I des I um, basically worth to have it so so here that's why and uh, Peter says I understand it's just a grieving time it's a hard time and but here's the thing but that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's interesting. It says, okay, guys, you know, this fate of yours gonna be like a fire. And, and, We've been talking in this series that this is not actually your faith, is the faith of the Son of God, faith of God that has been given to you. That's why this faith is a gold, is gold. Now, the when the temptation comes, 
it burns the dross the dross it burns everything that is holding to this gold and it's not part of the true nature of this gold and now what happened is the true nature of who you are is going to appear when you throw a gold into a fire the gold will come out um, and um, without any dross so now here says but he says at the revelation of Jesus Christ so now we are seeing that the the um, at the revelation of Jesus Christ this gold comes out even though if you feel the temptation are happening so basically temptations uh, reveal the gold that is inside of you. So let me see this. I'm trying to change our perspective. And, and the moment we change our perspective, things start changing because perspective sometimes makes a decision for us that how we live. So therefore, here says, okay, at the revelation of Jesus Christ, this faith of yours, which was his faith, as uh, is given to you and when temptation comes, temptation's job basically for the one who is in faith is to remove the dross and reveal your true identity in him your true uh, the, the gold that is hidden inside of you so to, so do you see faith is the gold inside of you and every time that temptation comes this gold it becomes more pure and this gold is revealed and that's why we are excited because the gold is revealed to us so therefore uh, one thing that i want to i want to mention here that actually you know uh, let's go to first peter uh, look at first peter chapter uh, 4 look at verse 12 uh, Peter is writing here and he says, Beloved, do not think I do not think do not think it is strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. So do you see he's talking, he's still talking about the temptation. He says, Okay, don't be basically uh, strange, don't get surprised when you start experiencing the temptations, but rejoice. To the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may be glad with exceedingly joy. So he says, you know what? Uh, the moment you come to Christ and you step into the faith of Jesus and you, you, or you are born from the faith of Jesus or his faith is given to you, you will immediately start experiencing some trials because he's the truth and temptation always comes against the truth. So lies cannot be lies unless there is something called truth. So therefore, the moment truth comes to the picture, then that's when the lie comes. And, and I uh, just want to say this quickly, that the temptation that we are experiencing many times, that I'm going to show you some, some verses, that it's the lies that we believe about our identity, uh, who we are, and what's going on, and all the stuff that is happening. So basically, if there is no such a thing as truth, there will never be such a thing as the lie. So if there is no such a thing as faith, there will never be such a thing as temptation. But here's the thing. If you don't learn to walk in faith, the glory of God, the, the inheritance of God, the nature of God will never be yours to experience even here and now.
That's why there is a far greater glory when we start walking in faith. And hopefully this video I'm recording, I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible to encourage you not to, um, uh, not to give you any other feelings, but actually to encourage you to realize that, you know what, I can do this. If God knew that the temptation will devour you, has the power to devour you, he would have never told us to overcome it. You and I can overcome every temptation and we can uh, live in that place of overcoming place. Now, so here says, okay, you are partaking of Christ's suffering because Christ was the one who also was tempted. He suffered not because he sinned, but actually because he didn't sin, but he suffered because you and I had sinned and you and I bow down to the temptation. Now it's time uh, for us to partake of the glory that Christ also entered into that. So if you endure in that time of temptation, then it, you are going to inherit what Christ also inherited. So let's go back to James chapter one. And I want to uh, show you uh, quickly uh, that the temptation, how the temptation happens and comes. And the moment we see that we realize that, oh my gosh, this is way simple than what I thought it is. Look at James chapter two. So we are talking about a wisdom that we talked here. In James chapter 2, look at verse 6. It says, well, verse 5 said, ask for wisdom when you are in the time of temptation. And verse 6 says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is the wave of the sea driven and tossed by, um, by the wind. So the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea, uh, sea that every time the wind come, they are uh, tossed to and fro in every direction. And that kind of person, it is in doubt and it's not in faith. And then James continues and says, um, uh, for he's a, look at verse eight, for he's a double-minded man, unstable, in all his ways. I remember one time I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why is it so black and white? If we take a look at the gospel, the gospel is black and white. I mean, the gospel is white, but the whole thing that mankind is living, we live, everything is black and white. It's there is a sharp line between light and darkness. And we don't even have that gray area because even the gray area is for darkness. So there's a sharp line of between light and darkness and you can never mix anything from here to here. And that's why it says, if you are a double minded, you won't be able to receive anything from the Lord. And so many times we didn't receive anything from the Lord because probably there is a mixture is happening here. There's a mixture of faith and doubt is happening here. And I remember the Lord said to me one time that, okay, if I put in front of you a glass of water and you know there is a drop of, of poison into this water, will you ever drink that, that glass? And I'm like, no, I won't. And he's like, why not? It's only one drop of poison and you have a glass of water. And I'm like, no, because that one drop is enough for me to kill me, basically, right? And he said, well, will you give that to your kids? And I go, no. And, and, and he said, well, if, if, you are, if you are not 
tolerating a drop of poison why should i tolerate the drop of poison that is mixing in your faith a doubt that is mixing in in the faith the faith that is mixed with the doubt is a poison it's not drinkable you can't never receive it and and the lord told me if i um, if I had to make it easier from your eyes, because I was telling the Lord, Lord, this is too hard and all this stuff. And then he says, if I would have made it easier from your understanding of it, then that means I would have approved that doubt or I would have approved that drop of the poison that is in there. So if I would have said, oh yeah, you know what? Okay, so let's see, Rose had 70% faith here and then 30% doubt. You know what? I can still give her, uh, you know, that what she wants because she had more faith here. And, and that means if he does that, that means he's approving that 30% of the, the doubt, the carnal mind and the nature and the thoughts of Adamic nature. Instead, he says, no, there is a separation between Christ and, and Adam. God in Genesis separated the light from darkness. And these two will never ever be combined together. So you and I can get something from God because I still have life. But even though there's some darkness in there, he will never approve the way of Adam. It's only approved the way of Christ. So that's why. So here we are, you know, the problem is, and so many of us, it's not that we don't have faith. It's that we have a drop of other side. It's not that we are not drinking water. It's we are drinking a water, the glass of water that has a drop of poison in it. Some of us, it's not that we don't walk in faith, but it's that along the way, our faith becomes mixtures by the, by the doubts. That faith is not faith anymore. It's doubt. So I said the gray line, it's for the, it's, it belongs to the darkness. It, not, it's, it doesn't belong to the light. So we make this a great line when we walk in faith so many times. So it's not, it's not, that, it's not that we don't feed ourselves by the, by the word of God. We do. But the problem is we also feed all ourselves with, with other stuff, with other words. So that's why here says... Uh, in, in verse 6, it says, um, the person who doubts is like the waves, the winds, that when the wave comes, they go um, and toss to and fro. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. And I want to see that it is really easier than what we think it is. It is really easier than that. And look at verse Ephesians chapter 4. And uh, look at verse... 13 it says till we all come so let me explain here it says jesus sent some teachers prophets apostles um like pastors da, 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 to the body of christ so that these teachers and everyone that is doing something in the body of christ their purpose is to bring everyone to this knowledge so until verse 13 it says we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to a measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Do you see? It says their job, the job of the teacher, evangelist, and everyone that the Lord sends, their job is to bring the body of Christ to the unity of faith. But that doesn't mean, oh, I have faith, oh, I believe, amen, amen, for example, Pentecost, then 
everybody's believing in Pentecost, so we are in the unity of faith, for example. Or I'm the charismatic, I'm Catholic, so we believe those who believe they are in the unity of faith. No, no, no. It says there is only one faith and there is only one God. And all of us need to come to that one unity, the unity of the faith of the Son of God, that faith of God that is there for all of us. We all have to come to that unity of faith. But then it says, verse 14, that the reason is this, that we should no longer be children uh, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Did you see? James said, the one who doubts is the one who is like the waves of the sea, to and fro by every wind. And here says this wind is the wind of doctrine until we all come to the unity of the faith and the unity of the knowledge of the son of God. We are going to be do, do going this and to and fro, but not being a stable and single minded. So what causes the waves to rise up and go toss to and fro? It's the wind. So, but what is uh, this wind, it's the wind of doctrines. So what is the doubt that is inside of us causing, uh, causing the waves, causing us to go to, uh, toss to and fro? It's the, the doctrines that we have. What doctrines? The doctrines that are against the faith, against the truth. Who has the doctrine that is against the truth or against the faith? Adam, our forefathers, the flesh, the realm of the flesh that you and I lived in, we came up with this doctrine for our lives. We have all those reasons. We have all the answers. We have the questions. They flow together. They, they are in coherence with, with, with each other. We are like, we learn how to live according to the laws of the fleshly realm. So there is a doctrine and a teaching and the beliefs and identity we took upon ourselves. But now he says they become the wind inside of us raising the wave uh, tossing to and fro causing us not to be stable to lose that uh, single-mindedness that is in Christ and therefore falling into temptation and not receiving what the faith wants us to receive but here's the thing the thing, the problem is not the wind that is rising up. The problem is the one who is in the boat or the problem is the one who's experiencing you and I that, um, you know, the wind is hitting toward us. But where are you standing? What are you thinking? Do you remember that Jesus told the disciples, you know what, we're going to go to the other side of the lake. And what happened was he got into the boat with the disciples and there you go, he fell asleep. And now there was this storm rose up. The wind came and it started beating. The waves started going to and fro, beating on the ship. And the disciples started freaking out. What is this story telling us? The story tells us what is going on inside of man. Jesus has this amazing preaching and he talks about anything, amazing gospel. He heals the sick. He gets to the boat and then he falls asleep. Now the disciples are talking, 
they are not falling asleep they are still speaking and they are talking who is this guy or how can he be the son of God and they start bringing all the doctrines probably talking about so what about this what about the Pharisees they say this what about the Bible and all the knowledge they had from their life it started rising up so their storm was symbolically and my understanding of it, if I want to look at it the spiritual way, is it's, it's, it was showing what is happening inside of them. The doubt has started rising inside of them. And listen, these guys are fishermen. They were fishermen. They have been through storms. They have seen a storm. They suffered many and, and problems that they had through the storms. And this storm was no, was no joke. They knew this is, the, this is one of those storms that they are perishing. So they woke up Jesus and they told Jesus, Lord, don't you care that we are perishing and now here's the mindset don't you care we are perishing Jesus told them we are going to the other side and he fell asleep and because we are going to the other side and now the storms are hitting and now they are freaking out and Jesus raised Jesus uh, from sleep and tells Jesus you know I don't you care and Jesus speaks to the soul to their soul to the waves and it, it calms down so what is happening here I want to tell you this is if you are if you are walking by faith and you experience the time of temptation it is the reason you're experiencing temptation it's only because something you've learned in the flesh that is rising when you want to believe something else simply and the moment she rises and you wanna and you could you start experiencing it, it makes itself that temptation, that lie, that doctrine, it start making making itself the reality, not the truth, the reality. So what happened is the moment you start experiencing, you are tossing to and fro, you experience this, this doubt is coming to you and this is a time of temptation. But here's the thing, and you feel like actually, where is Jesus? What is he doing? Who is Jesus? And now Jesus may be sleeping because he has already told you this temptation is not going to destroy you. This wind and this storm is not going to destroy you. And don't freak out in the middle of it. Don't do something stupid because you're running away from it. Stand fast and 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 even if you feel like he's sleeping maybe you can just go and fall asleep so now i want to say all these things and and i know and i know it sounds way easier than um, living in it but we need to make it sound easier and this is my job and i have been in the times that i never i didn't rejoice when i was getting tempted but i'm learning to understand and put my perspective and realize that you know what in hebrews chapter 4 it says he was for he himself for that he himself has suffered being tempted is able to aid those who are tempted and understand there's times that are grieving it's times that are hard but starting today that you and i can slowly rise up and be strengthened inside of us and knowing that no this is the time that jesus is with me and maybe i can just go and sleep with him because he already promised and i believe in his promise maybe we can start living and exercising and practicing in this walking by faith and knowing that it's just the doctrine that is rising and trying to show your itself as the truth and and you know um 
maybe 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 it is as easy as I'm saying today. Uh, maybe some, maybe the reason it sounds hard when we are experiencing it is because we are shifting our mindset and we are like, oh my gosh, I got to face this storm again in my life. Instead of realizing, oh, you know what, who cares? Paul is in, uh, in the storm. And interestingly, he, in Acts chapter 27, he's in the storm and he didn't, um, and he didn't, uh, calm the storm like Jesus did. And I had this question for many times and I realized one day that so many of us are standing and speaking to the storm to calm down because we are so afraid that this storm might destroy us. But but Paul in Acts 27, he did something that no one else in that ship did. And I don't have time to go and read it. And please go ahead and read Acts chapter 27. And because the story of Paul is the symbolic for us so we can learn and, and have the salvation. He did something that they didn't do and he, bre- he broke the bread and he ate the food that was in the, 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 he ate the food in the midst of the storm, the bread, the body of Jesus. He remembered the suffering of Jesus. He hung on to the suffering of Jesus. He, he continued and strengthened himself with the word of God. He drank the, the blood and they ate the, the body of Jesus in the midst of the situation because that's the only wisdom that can help you to come. And then all of a sudden the angels of the Lord appeared to him and he said to him, because of you, everyone in this ship will be saved. So now I want to encourage you guys and I want to say, you know, I, it's, um, it's a hard, hard concept to talk about. And there's so much more in it that we, I didn't really uh, talk about it in this short video. I wanted to keep this short, but I wanted to say is, and, and the high priest, everything is working for your good in every situation. Jesus as the high priest is helping you in the time of temptation. The faith is bearing witness that you are righteous like Enoch so that you do you can be taken away from all those uh, temptation and the, the heaven and earth are working towards you for you for your good the spirit of God is interceding for you it's the whole creation and everything that God has ever created are in agreement with the faith of God for you so that you can rise up and rise up above what you are experiencing right now so I want you to lift up your hands and lift up your eyes to heaven and, and say, Father, I know that you are with me and I know that what I'm experiencing, it's not the will of God and it's not your will. Father, I know that you are with me in every step and in every situation. So I refuse to be discouraged. I refuse to bow down to, to the temptation. I stand strong and I keep my eyes upon the promise that you have given me because I know that the, your, the, you, the, the, you have planted the faith inside of me. It's working in my favor. You are with me. You have spoken your word and my destiny is what you want for me. And that's it. And we believe that. Bless you guys. And I thank you for joining me today. I hope it was an encouraging for you. And if you have any questions, please leave that in the comment section and don't forget to subscribe. And uh, until next week, I pray that the faith of Jesus Christ may rise up in your heart. Thank you.
you for listening to this podcast by Rose and Masood Ramandi. We hope you stay connected by subscribing to our podcast to receive latest teachings to keep you growing in the knowledge of God. If you would like to support our ministry to continue spreading the fragrance of his knowledge, please visit our website at perfectedbyblood.com forward slash donation. For more teachings, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash perfectedbyblood. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, go to perfectedbyblood.com forward slash sign up and sign up. You'll get a free ebook called Unveiled Word, a simple guide to understand the Bible. You'll also be notified about new articles about our ministry updates and our upcoming brand new online courses. And if you're ready to take your life into a whole new level to go deeper and go bigger in God, make sure you grab my book. The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. When you order your copy, you're really supporting our ministry and the message we carry. And you'll also be getting a book that it will reveal to you how you can stop trying to fulfill God's supernatural plan for your life through natural means. Instead, you can receive the power of His mercy through deeper understanding of God's compassionate heart. This book helps you to change your mind, believe in God's goodness, receive His involvement in your day-to-day life, and finally, lift up the burdens off of your shoulders. It's called The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. Thanks for tuning in.